you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks. And Zach Bechtold. So um, this week on the podcast, as we are looking through the lectionary and kicking around ideas um, to uh, talk about today, which is a nice long hour process of us trying to have a whole bunch of things um, that we almost should record, but we really shouldn't record. Um, the, we kind of fell on uh, this week's, um, one of the Old Testament readings, Isaiah 44, 6 through 8. And so Zach, I'll let you do your thing. I like to read. Um, so here's here's the scripture from Isaiah. Uh, the Lord, Israel's king and redeemer, the Lord of heavenly forces says, I am the first and I am the last. And besides me, there are no gods who is like me. Let them speak up, explain it, and, and let it out for me. Who announced long ago what it is to be. Uh, let us Let them tell us what is to come. Don't tremble, have no fear. Didn't I proclaim it? Didn't I inform you long ago? You are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? There is no other rock I know of none. This is a, I, I, I love this throwback to Isaiah, just in the, in the simple fact that it comes up again later, right? A lot actually, but Jesus points to this uh, in, a, in a lot of different ways of here I am, you know, here's, uh, here's what the prophets of old, you know, if you will, uh, said, and, and I am here fulfilling these things. But, but I like that about Isaiah is here's, here's God speaking in this way of show me, let somebody else step forward, right? Uh, here are the things I've done and said, um, and if there's somebody else that can, and can do it, floor's yours, right? Uh, I, <laughs> I feel like just in this little context of what's happening here and what's being being said that God's kind of being a little bit sassy of like, hey, I told you. Uh, but, you know, if you, if you want to have somebody else come up and step forward, um, go right on ahead. But I think the thing that speaks to me the most um, Gosh, I, I really think it, it's just that I am the first and I am the last and uh, who, who is like me. Just kind of that question of here I am and then, you know, the statement of here I am first and last and then that, that question of who is like me really, really brings prevalent for me and in my faith of who else. Who else has um, shown you and taught you this grace, this love? Um, who else? And for me, it always points back to really that question of where do I find God at work, right? Where do I see God in this world? Uh, who else is like me? Whether it's good times, whether it's rough times, like we're we're in currently in the in the midst of pandemic, in the midst of um, injustice and we keep seeing God at work um, in the lives of people around us 
and in our own lives. And so that invitation to say, hey, look around, what else is going on? And if it's uh, not me, who is it? Yeah, and, and I, ditto, and I, but um, <laughs> did you have a No Fear shirt when you were a kid? Like, I did like not, but my brother did, but your and brother I was did? super jelly, yeah. So I had one, I had, I had one, it dealt with baseball, because that was my life at the time, you know. Mm -hmm, um, you know, and those shirts were, were kind of to help you have, like, no fear with whatever it is you're doing, like, you know, that was the attitude, to have no fear. And... And I love that line in verse eight, don't tremble, have no fear. Mm -hmm. um, you know, didn't I proclaim it? Like, didn't I tell you not like, don't be afraid. And, and I love, so always think about like, I always, I've told my congregation this, and I, this is a great kind of thing in, in, in scripture. Anytime God is connected to it and says, don't be afraid, you should be afraid because it's going to ask you to do a big, hairy, audacious goal. And, and so like, the whole idea, I always think of like Mary, you know, hey, don't be afraid, but you're going to be carrying a child. Um, you know, when, when Moses sees the burning bush, don't be afraid. Yeah, you're going to do this. And, and I think within our faith, like, especially if you think about with what's going on in the world right now, the biggest thing that's driving some of this madness is fear. And and as followers of Jesus, we really shouldn't have fear. Now, there is a way to have a healthy dose of fear. Like, I, I think you can have a healthy dose of fear to keep you safe. Um, and I think that that's smart. But I also believe that if you're allowing your decisions to be based off of fear, mm -hmm. instead of, you know, your, your um, connection with God or, you know, like, you know, instead of the other, then you're not going to make good, healthy decisions. Right. Well, and we've talked about that on the podcast too, the difference between fear and being afraid and fear meaning respect, yeah. right? And, and I think there's what, what you're pointing at is that we have this healthy fear, healthy respect for what is going on in the world. And we're not responding out of being afraid, but out of respect for the things that are going on in the world that we want to keep ourselves safe that's safe and the people around us safe. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the conversation, you know, and I know you've probably had to have them too with people, um, you know, wearing masks, you know, you're just wearing this because you're afraid, like you're damn right. I'm afraid. Right. Um, I, I have respiratory issues and I know some of the struggles of like not being able to feeling being able to breathe. I mean, I remember when I was in sixth grade and being rushed to the ER because I couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. And I remember that, that fear that, that, that like held on to me, like, and, and then having pneumonia and being in the hospital for, for almost a week. And like, I don't want to ever be that again. And that, you know, that, that created a healthy dose of fear with me that I have no problem wearing a mask to keep myself safe and to keep others safe, because I know that I may be carrying the disease too. Um, and, and I've been asked, like, aren't you just living out of fear? Well, probably. Um, but I've, I've been on the other side of not being able to breathe and, you know, 
um, and having to be assisted to breathe. And I don't, didn't like that feeling then. And I know I wouldn't like it now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's, that's a healthy dose of fear of trying to protect myself. There's a sense of protection, but I also think that if we're like, it's not making my decisions for me, it's Mm -hmm. helping educate my decisions, knowing that, yeah, we're not doing some things that we had, like everybody else in this world, we've had to adjust. Um, but I'm not letting my decisions be based off of fear, but more of my, um, relationship with God who calls us to love God and to love our neighbor. And I know the best way I can share love is wear my mask. I mean, I know that sounds like I'm making a mask pitch, but I feel like as a pastor, I'm having to say that all the stinking time because, you know, we, we've lost sense of what it really means to be community and caring for our neighbor. Mm-hmm. And and it, it and you're right and and we're making people are taking stands on masks. I I I, I don't get it. You know, I had uh, <laughs> I had a, a young person the other day uh, uh, frame it in the way of, but you wear a seatbelt, don't you? Well, yeah. Uh, masks aren't any different. They're here to keep us safe. Are they uncomfortable? Sure. Are seatbelts uncomfortable? Absolutely. But they keep you from going through the windshield. Uh, You know, and do you have to uh, buy a comfortable mask and put the damn mask on? (laughs) Keep yourself, keep your neighbor safe. It's just, I, I can't, I can't even begin to finish the sentence in a way that's relevant of, but, you know, but a mask what but it does nothing but keep you you safe and healthy and your neighbor safe and healthy uh even if it's just 50 percent better it's 50 percent better wear the freaking mask you know but but we are you're right we're having to take this stand as pastors and it's just decent freaking human beings of put a put a mask on (laughs) when just please i always also tell people like so when you I was like, you watch the weather, right? I mean, we're in Oklahoma. Like, that's kind of a thing to do. You watch the weatherman. Uh-huh. And it's like, you understand when he says it's a 30% chance of rain, that's a 30% chance of a 50% chance that it's actually going to happen. It either does or doesn't. And so, like, right. I like the odds of me wearing a mask, not getting the disease better than me not wearing the mask or mm. finding myself in an unsafe social non-social distancing place i can't tell you the number of establishments i've had to walk out of because i didn't feel safe i didn't mm-hmm. feel safe and so i turned and walked away to keep myself safe mm-hmm. because i'm around a lot of stinking people um we have a rule in our house that you know if i've been out in the community and i come home i have to shower first before i can engage my children that's to keep them safe um, and you know, that's been a healthy practice for us. And it's been hard at times because when I get home, my youngest loves to come and greet me. And, mm-hmm. and so like all to kind of give her a heads up, I always just extend my fist, like as a fist bump and she gets mm-hmm. it. And, right. and, and I think like, and we think of this verse, um, uh, we think of these verses today in scripture and that whole idea that we are God's witnesses to this world. Mm-hmm. And, and that comes with great responsibility um and how we how we live out our faith really is what matters and are we doing it in a healthy way of showing people how we can be followers of jesus or are we living out of fear 
not making wise decisions, um, not trusting, you know, people that we should trust, you know, the experts, um, and, and how are we witnessing to that and, mm-hmm. and, and realize that in everything we do, we are being a witness to God in everything. I know that's hard to understand. Um, but I really would encourage everybody to think about how we're living out our faith, even in the midst of a global pandemic, there are ways that we can still share God's love, even though we may not be meeting in places, even if you're one of those people that are doing, you know, really extreme social distancing by not going out, by doing all, there are still ways we can share God's love. And, and, and that's what, you know, our real call is to do as followers of Jesus. I got nothing to add. You got nothing to add? Uh, so I uh, think that's a good way. How, like, I mean, <laughs> we ask this question a lot. Like, how are you being a witness to, to God and, you know, a witness for God in, in the midst of our society today? I, that's a question we ask all the time. Well, it, well um, and maybe it goes back to that question of, show me. Yeah. <laughs> Who else is out there, right? Like, like you know, the Jerry Maguire, show me the money. You know, show me the witness. <laughs> Can we put that on a shirt? So, so go to beardedtheologians.com, find out all of our uh, other pad po- past podcasts, um, find out all of our other content there, buy a shirt, buy a mug. Sweet Jesus, let's get out of here. <laughs> so yeah, for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. Uh, I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. First, guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.